everyone, welcome to Failed Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast that talks about music, mental health and fashion. Brought to you by the good gentlemen of Best Days Vintage. Mm-hmm. We are those gentlemen, aren't we? We're we too are. 50% of the gentlemen. Uh, um, what gentlemen are we, Jez? Well, Describe this gentleman, Linus. Uh, I shall. I am Jeremy Peter Dixon. No BA honours to speak of. You're Stephen Robert Hurdle. Some... BA honours. Uh, we're here in our very own shop, Best Days Vintage, 40 Old Lane. Is that creaking sound yeah. <laughs> coming out of your ass? I think you should rectify that because you go sit more centrally. Turns I know our listeners, they're going to oh, write gonna in annoy, and complain it's gonna about It's going to annoy me. Yeah. That's better. It's also sitting the edge, on the edge of the little, the little stall thing. You sit on the edge of glory. Always. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Here we are in Colchester. Yeah. The uh, cultural centre of the universe. We're in best days. This is the physical shop, but if you want to find us on the <clears throat> wonder of the web, you can at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. If Colchester is the cent- was it the cultural centre of the known universe? Yep. What is Barnsley? Barnsley is a small northern town. Uh, <laughs> What's the bit? But like the back to. Of your- Recommend the bit where your leg folds, the back of your your knee pit. Is it called a knee pit? Uh, well, that's what I call it. Mm. I don't know if that's the. I don't mm. think that's the medical name. It's armpit's too harsh, but knee pit. It's you underappreciated. Yeah, because it's underappreciated a knee pit. Mm. It's important part of the body, but it's underappreciated. Mm. I don't know how its residents feel. Mm. Umpire Dickie Bird, of course. Of course, from there. Darren Goff. Yep. The cricketer, another cric- <laughs> big cricketer heri- cricketing heritage. In Barnsley, yeah. I don't know enough about it to comment, really. Mm. We did w- go there once. Yep. We saw Dickie Bird, didn't we? We saw a statue of Dickie Bird, finger raised. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't want to badmouth it at all. Dickie Bird's finger. My wife badmouthed it. Remember when she we said we were going to move to Barnsley? <laughs> yeah, she did, yeah. Why did you think of Barnsley, then? Uh, if you got Bar- Barnsley often, on your mind? I'm often thinking of Barnsley. But mm. what might have been? I do have some, actually something what happened and I wanted to bring it up with you. See how you fall. Now? It's, it's, yeah, it's sporting related. Okay. But as you, as you know, Jez, yes. as you were about to find out, on Saturday I went to watch the rugby yep. with my father mm-hmm. and his buddies. The Bish. The Bish. <laughs> and, and some other guys. It's like after West Ham had played. Right, right okay. It's football related, but it's also kind of mental health related, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, one of the guys who was there was bitching and moaning about West Ham. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, what's the fucking point? It's too stressful watching West Ham. It's ridiculous. Moy should go because, because he didn't bring in a central defender. He didn't bring a striker in in the window. It's useless. It's absolutely rubbish. It's been the best season we've had for the last 30 years in the best stadium we've had and we've just scraped through into the fifth round of the FA Cup and it's an absolute disgrace and I sat there thinking this is a really good example of someone that is so, never going to be happy so focused on what what they on, haven't got or what they haven't got yeah. when, and I said to him I said can I stop you right there <laughs> he's literally just said you've having the best season you've had since the yeah. 1980s Said so you're in a lovely new stadium, which you've just said, and you've. I said I know it's tough, but you've got through in the round of the cup. I said, why can't you think about the positives and what you have got, rather than all the things you say you haven't got? Mm. 
And it just seemed, I mean, I like football, but it just seemed like it was a really well, good yeah, metaphor trans- for life. Yeah, transferable to any situation. It's like a man, like- and he went, oh, bollocks to that. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously it was ridiculous. But but it was just a, yeah, a metaphor for life, right? Someone yeah. who was so focused on everything they think they deserved or didn't have when they haven't seen the wood for the trees. Yeah. They're not appreciating what they have got. Yeah, totally. And it's and you think about it, you literally, you've just, yes, it was tough, but you got through yep. to the FA Cup. You've, you've, succeed, you've succeeded, you've got through a tough challenge and you've succeeded. You've, you've never been where you have for like 30 years. Yeah, just think of where you were like, even like three seasons ago. Like you've, yeah. you've floated with relegation, you've been relegated in like the last yeah, 10 and years. imagine, yeah, just think about it like, you know, where have you, think about where you were in three years ago, right? Yeah. You've had a really tough challenge and it's been a lot harder than you thought, but you found a way to get through. Mm-hmm. You've got something positive that you didn't have how many years ago and... Yeah, you asking yourself, I guess, the listener and yourselves, but the listener particularly, like, are you able to focus on those things? Like gratitude, right? And like the idea of having a gratitude diary and being mm. grateful for what you do have, not wishing on something that you don't have. And I just thought it was quite sad. Mm. Like, I found it quite depressing actually to hear him like talking like that because I was like, oh, mate. Yeah. But because you're wise and you you have sort of been I'm not not, not well, studying not these not things, that wise, but, but yeah, it just do really. You, do you do sort of you're kind of a lot more mindful of your mental health and yeah, yeah. you know be, being appreciative for those things mm. there are plenty of people who haven't given yeah. it a second thought they yeah. just always want more no they, those, he's never going to be happy no if, if West Ham comes second in the league say yeah and it's the best literally the best they've done in the Premier League he'll yeah. still be like, oh yeah. we didn't win but he probably it probably happens to him in life as well right or yeah lots of people like I mean we're talking about West Ham but it could be a metaphor for anything right yeah. you've come you've done something really positive and you're still not grateful for it because yeah. he's got a new car. He's always wanting more. But the neighbour's got an even better yeah. car. And I, I had a really good saying. I forget who I. I think. Funny. I think it was James O'Brien. That, yeah, no, I still that sometimes listen to him. I don't know if it's or maybe it's a listener, and they said there's two billionaires talking, and they're moaning at each other, going, "Oh, so and so's got a bigger yacht than me." And oh, my wife's giving me hassle because they bought a new car. We need to get a better car, and our house has only got so much land, and they've got someone else's land. And the psychologist, the psychotherapist who it was, was listening to them, and she said, "You know, funny enough, you keep saying like this, but said, but I've got one thing that you haven't got." And he's like, "No, I could buy anything that you've got. I'm a billionaire. I can do whatever you want." And she went, "No," he said, "I've got enough." Mm-hmm. And. That's again like a really good example, right? It's like getting to a point in your life where you go, you know what? I've got enough. Yeah, recognizing that. Yeah, yeah. and recognizing few, that. Few and people do aiming towards contentment and mm. aiming towards, you know what? Don't be greedy, but I feel like I've got enough. Oh well, good, what a nice way to be, right? Yeah. So well, that's the only way you're going to be happy. Yeah. Otherwise, you're literally never going to be happy. Well, no, you're never going to be happy. <laughs> Always reaching. Yeah. So I, I just it's been playing in my mind when I cause when I heard it and I just thought, oh man. Yeah. And yeah, and like I said, he wasn't. He's you know he's. He a wasn't 50- the bish, was it? No, he wasn't the bish. He's like <laughs> a fifty-year-old old man, and I was like, "Fucking hell, mate!" I said, "You know, where does it end?" Yeah. You know. Sad, really sad. I'm not not sad like you. You're sad, but I just felt sad for him, I guess. But I don't want to be sound patronising. But and the response we went, what? "Oh, fuck that bollocks." 
Like, it's just angry, like, you know, because in denial, like, there was no register, there was no time to register it or even accept Well, I assume you didn't say to him, I feel sad, I feel no, sorry for you. I just, I asked, I asked, probably going to get a punch in the What face? about if you think about reframing it or think about thinking about that differently? What you've, and yeah. you've literally just told me all the good yeah. things that are happening. Yeah. Wasn't not, even like not, my words, they were his yeah, words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, he mentioned Tony Cotty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, no, no good, uh, Good time has ever been had with the yeah. mention of Tony Cotty. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I know it's, I digress slightly, but I just yeah, it's I mean, been that, on my mind. That should have been in your Steve's final thought, I think. Oh, I've, got, I've got a more interesting got another one. I've got a sport related final More interesting thought. than Tony Cotty? Yeah. Well, I never. Well, let's start by me giving you a song that you should put on your latest playlist. How about that? I like that. Crap! on your latest playlist take off the oasis replace it with some chasing status why you gotta say this trying to make your playlist a-list oh, like positive yeah. news yeah. I listened to the one from the last time yeah yeah. the Caroline the one was in one. two halves yeah. Yeah. and I think I agree I preferred the first one it seemed weird it wasn't really like weird, it was it? a smooth transition either. Yeah. it was like just it was literally but, two songs put together but I kind of liked that the oddness of it you mm. like the first time I listened to it was like is this still the same song this is yeah. This is weird Yeah. I played it to Matt actually and I said you're going to notice a stark difference in the two halves but the first half was really good yeah I the first think. half was really good and then I tolerate the second half because the first half was so good mm. like the mediocre songs on the White Album so you feel, do you feel like you've been having your dessert first yeah. and then you're going to have your Brussels sprout second <laughs> yeah <laughs> Lovely bit of trifle yeah. and one cold sprout. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, anyway, it's familiar faces this week. Uh, the Smile. Are you familiar with The Smile, Steve? Is that a band or a song? That's a band. No. Uh, so they are. That's Tom York and Johnny Greenwood at I What have, Are Out of Radiohead. I've heard whispers in the wind yeah. about this. So they formed a little side project. Yeah. Which. Feel sorry for the other Greenwood. Yeah, Colin. Colin, good call. <laughs> and Edward. Uh. And Phil. I mean, not so much with I enjoyed that. This is a song, I think it's called Smoke, the song. And it's good. It sounds like a Radiohead track. This is That's why it's in there. I enjoy it. It's a kind of a King of Limbs era Radiohead. So, what's the difference? So, I enjoy is, it. Is there literally any difference? It's a different it... drummer. But this is the thing. This was the point I was going to bring up. I don't. It's frustrating me. That it, why not just make a Radiohead album? Yeah. If you if you sort of write in Radiohead e songs, yeah, I don't know why. What's you, the point? And of you've it? got the two, essentially the two geniuses out of Radiohead. Yeah, like, kind of. What's the point? Yeah, like if they're going to do like a real pop record or something, or something like something really radically there, different. Yeah. yeah, or a drum and bass record. Yeah, I'd understand, but it, yeah. essentially this could be a. So a bit confused, but I'm, but I'm enjoying you know I'm enjoying the music. So that's the main thing. I'm sure they've got their own reasons, but yeah, yeah. smoke by the smile. Get it on your latest playlist. I would say. Well, I, well, I'd like to hear it because I've heard talk of it. So. <laughs> okay, well, you should. Oh, shit, it's the news. <laughs> yep, it's the news. News! <laughs> news! It's the news with Steve. Ooh. £100 <laughs> donation station. 50 hertz news. Ooh. Um, oh, FR. What was I written there? Oh, I haven't actually done it. Ignore <laughs> that because I was going to announce when we're going to do our live. Oh, okay. But, but, we live, but we haven't decided yet. I okay, forgot leave to that ask for you. Next week. Next week news: <laughs> Extinction Rebellion. Two species have re-established themselves in the UK since nearly going extinct. Was it badgers? Well, you'll find out. Okay, let's hear the news. Hundred pound donation station. Yeah. 
don't know if you know this, Jason. I don't know if I told you, but um, someone donated a hundred pounds towards our counselling project. Well, that's lovely. Last week. Yeah. And that's the first bit anonymously. A friend of ours, actually. Oh, so okay. Not a really good, not a close, close friend, but a friend of ours. Okay. Um, well, that's lovely. Yeah. No, I didn't. Lego. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, I just thought I wanted to bring that up because, A, it's always handy if anyone could find it in their hearts to help donate towards mm-hmm. our counselling project. Like, every Thursday morning we do a weekly, like, an hour session with young people. But, yeah, I just thought it was really kind. Like, out of the blue, I got a message saying, oh, are you still raising money for it? Um and I was like, yeah, I am. And then the next thing I know, I sent the link, just, just, in, just in case, I sent the link to the GoFundMe page. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's £100. Well, that's, that's really genuinely lovely. Yeah. Heartening. Totally, because that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, some people, me. like said, some of our people that we know have donated, I can't remember what was that, I think it was like 260 quid someone donated. Um, yeah, Alicia's, yeah, Alicia's mum gave yeah. 200 quid. But it's, you know... Marvellous, isn't it, really, that people this can find it in their hearts to kind of donate that sort of money. It's yeah, a lot it's of money. Great. And really, which uh, really welcome. precious as well, because yeah. it's like an extra, an extra two weeks worth of counselling. Of sessions, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if you're listening and you do feel like donating, yeah. uh, the GoFundMe page is on our yep. website. Put in Best Days Vintage and it should come up, counselling young people or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank but, you very much. Yeah, but any cash is always appreciated because the more we can do it, and all the money goes towards like these sessions for like young people. We give them a free coffee, and we pay Ellie, our counsellor, to come and spend the hour with them to guide them through life. I guess it's like mm. a drop-in thing, so people, young people come and go. But yeah, we're really proud about doing it, and you know, it's we know there's not a finite amount, infinite amount of money. So any money we get is always really handy to go towards mm. it, and it's doing a good, it's doing something positive, and I know we're both proud about that too right 50 hertz news oh no I'm very tremendously excited about this so <laughs> we, we weren't here last week because I was on holiday but so the week, two, yeah two weeks ago two weeks ago we featured a band called 50 hertz in our hall of fame yeah. more on that later yeah anyway I because the drummer Richard the drummer he, yeah well uh, I, I had a message from Mark actually the other day oh, yes yeah, he told me he copy and pasted the same message twice, but then he he did some original, <laughs> some original content after that. Yeah. But yeah, I asked him because I, I anyone who remembers it, I was asking whether there was a tension between yeah the heavier I, direction I and mentioned, the more anthemic direction. Yeah, I mentioned that they there seemed to be a sort of a sexual tension, a tension <laughs> between the potential Coldplay fan in the band mm-hmm. and the Metallica fan in the band. So, this is for this is what Richard had to say, the drummer. Mm-hmm. We were all into our rock straight grunge. Wixie and me loved Alice in Change, Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. Mark was into Nirvana. Andy, more into the classical Led Zeppelin Floyd. Also, the Metallica Rage thing you picked up on. I was always the Britpop indie kid and Mark loved Suede and the Smiths. So I think that's probably where the two sides came from and fell out of. I'd never really thought about it as tension, more just the output of all our influences because we wrote very collaboratively. That's probably what gave us, in commas, our sound, if we had one. Ian Grumble, producer, who produced their album, said it was filling a lot of space. (laughs) I assume, a Grumble. Yep. Uh, So there you go. Okay. And they enjoyed the cover that we did. And he said he remembers sitting in Mark's bedroom with him and Andy while they were writing it, and several times they were close to binning it 
but he can but, but Richard convinced them it was worth pursuing mm, Endgame yeah. thank you very imagine much for that, that a world without Endgame oh it's not worth imagining yeah so there you go be a horrible place yeah. well it's lovely to hear and it's nice to get some feedback they were chuffed up and also them. nice that someone's listening yeah. yeah yeah Mark told me that uh, Wixie listened to it as well did he yeah yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was always, always a bit scared of. Yeah, I was scared of him. Bass player. He, he won't be listening to it anymore. But uh, no, yeah. uh, he had an air of the guy. Menace. Menace. <laughs> so have you seen the movie Sleeping with the Enemy? Mm-hmm. We we always said he reminded us of the psych- psychopath mm-hmm. from that. And he never really so, like all the others would like be very friendly with us, and he he was kind of sort of mm-hmm. standoffish. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was lovely. I mean. He told me off once because someone had like a seafood Thai thing, and I said, "Fuck it up, so I just moved in your dinner." <laughs> what was that? And he said, "That's bang out of order. Someone just paid for that." Okay, well, he had a point. Yeah, you should knock your block off. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. So we are close to putting some, a date in our diary for our last one of the season mm. to do a live one, and we're hoping people might be interested in coming down. Mm. of anyone who listens to the podcast that wants to be part of it we've never done it before we probably won't ever do it again mm. so it'll be a one-off we're going to play some songs that we, our favourite yeah, songs yeah we're going to play some of our hall, hall of famers yeah. and we'll do a live quiz a live quiz yeah some live news yeah <laughs> live lyrics maybe we'll do a thing where people can re- suggest lyrics yeah yeah and then we can read we can read one out yeah we'll read our, fa- our favourite one yeah we're go- we're we'll maybe get them get them up to read it themselves yeah, yeah. true yeah. so we're only going to do like I think we're only going to have like maybe special limited 15 people oh it'll be very exclusive yeah but yeah so if anyone's interested listens to the podcast let then, us know yes um, message us on Instagram at best days vintage send us a DM or text we'll us reserve your friendless. place yeah but it'll be in approximately six weeks time yeah it's going to be classy. It'll be a glass of wine. Yeah, in the shop. It'll be in the shop yeah. on a Saturday evening, we think. Yeah, probably. Maybe a yeah. Friday. Yeah. But weekend feel. Yes. Lovely. Um, and then, finally... Oh, yeah, Extinction Rebellion. Yeah. So I only call it that. Um, so basically, two species have re-established themselves in the UK since nearly going extinct. Mm, what? Which are they? Have you got the details? <laughs> yes. The crane. The crane! Crazy legs crane's back. And a butterfly, <laughs> which I a can't specific, find. The, a, yeah, specific a specific butterfly, species, right. which I wish I'd written the name down a bit clearer. <laughs> I'll get a, to that. A oh, butterfly. the checkered skipper. Oh, anyway, the crane figures revealed that forty chicks had fledged in 2021, the highest number since cranes returned to the UK in 1979. The population now is thought to stand of over 200. The crane is the UK's, UK's tallest bird. Mm-hmm. And they've slowly recovered since being reintroduced. In 2010, in the Norfolk Broads, no less. Oh, our area. In the 2010, a project launched to improve the bird's well wetland habitat, and it really is starting to pay off. Well, that's lovely news. Hmm. So it's not that they're coming here because of global warming and it's warmer no, up north. Yeah. They used to be here. Yes, and then they, then they, they were, were decimated, then and then they, they were, were reintroduced oh, in 1979, okay. and there was 200 of them. Yeah, oh. and 40 chicks fledged. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. I'm and all, all around... And a butterfly that disappeared in 1976 has established a stable population in Northamptonshire. Your neck of the woods. Yeah, that's around my way. The checkered skipper has been the subject of furtive reintroduction programme, the location of which was kept secret to avoid enthusiasts descending. 
but they think that they're now able to reveal where the location is um, so that butter- butterfly enthusiasts can go and enjoy them because they've really started, they've really established. Oh, lovely. Spot- and come and enjoy. Spot them in the wild of England for the first time in more than 40 years. Well, so, yeah. I hope to see a checkered skipper. So that's I think, is a good example of when humans actually do try and kind of, like, nurture a species that they can bounce back mm. if given the right circumstances. Well, that's lovely to hear. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. I do. I genuinely appreciate the good news stories in this in the news. Yeah. Well, it's nice it's to have a little bit. Literally, the only good news I get all week. <laughs> mm. But I try and avoid the news now. National news. Do you? Yeah. Fair it's enough. Tough. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> makes me angry. You know what makes me happy? Uh, masturbating in the bath. Uh, I think that's okay. I prefer the shower. Okay. Just because I'll stew around in my own spunk. Thanks very much. <laughs> neighbours? <laughs> no, I haven't seen neighbours in okay. a good 20 years. Uh, Quizzing. Watching. Oh, compiling Quizzing. a quiz. Uh, compiling you. a quiz. Yeah. The quiz master general. I enjoy it. Okay. And do you know what I specifically enjoy? Me fucking it up? No. Okay. Combining a quiz with Rockbusters. So, okay. it's a Rockbusters special. Rockbusters, the albums. For a man who hosts a fucking music podcast, you know fuck all about music. If I can go. Oh, yeah. So, this is my quiz? Yeah, this okay. is your quiz. Okay. Sorry, the news is finished. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> lo- you've left us on uh, a happy point. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it there. I think you're going to do well on these, okay? Because these are famous albums, iconic, top-selling albums, mm-hmm. okay? Get into the mind of Rockbusters. I know you, you're good mm. at these. Something. If I know it, I know it. Yeah, okay. Number one. So it's your classic Rockbusters. I will give you a cryptic clue. What I'm going to do this time a little bit is because I noticed that when I really when I know the answer, I just say it really you quick. Just blurt it out, yeah. yeah sometimes you people are listening at home haven't got time to um. Yeah, that's true. Answer it themselves. Of, answer it okay, themselves. Okay. So I'm going to take a pause for you guys at home. I'm going to make sure there's enough of a pause for you to think about it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Can you beat Steve to the right answer? Almost certainly. Uh, now somebody came in today into the shop, a previous Rockbusters winner, and asked for this week's Rockbusters in advance. That's not right. Yeah, that's not. That's doesn't that's seem fair, order. does it? That's out of order. Yeah. Well, I, I gave him to her. Mm. Anyway, I'm just getting distracted. Right. Number one. Winged mammal emerges from purgatory. Bat out of hell. Bat out of hell. There you go. I knew it. I just and thought he, I left it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you gave a good pause there. That was uh, maybe I should talk to you. He was sort of stood there, listeners. He was like open mouth, <laughs> slack jawed, cool asleep. I started thinking about what I'm for dinner tonight. Okay, bat have bat. Oh no, that's um, uh, coronavirus. <laughs> Number two, small tablet with a rough edge. Small tablet with a rough edge. I took these all from the best-selling albums of all time list, so that you will definitely have heard of it. Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill, there you go, Alanis Morissette. Was that you were thinking, or was that you were leaving you? I was thinking Paracetamol, but then I remember that's yeah. not even a famous album. 
I reckon you might get all of these. No, I probably won't. Uh, number three, unverified stories. His mouth's open. Uh, is, is there anyone home? <laughs> can't be ghost stories. No. That, that wasn't the best. Seller. Urban hymns. Oh, rumours. Oh, bugger. It's the first blot in his copybook. He's, he's two for three. Well, at least I've got two. I'm not going to have to go around with trousers on my ankles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, number four. Oh, well. Never mind. <laughs> Correct. Number five. An overwhelming urge to break things. Mouth's open, the eyes are <laughs> flickering side to side. <laughs> Overwhelming that's his, that's his, urge to break things. That's him, his thinking face. He's repeating the answer. Overwhelming the question. urge to break things. His fingers are twitching. Uh, oh, fuck me, I bet this is that Guns N' Roses one. Um, appetite, appetite for Destruction! Yes! He's oh, he's in there! there. I pulled he's it out of my brain there. hole! Lovely stuff. Oh. Okay, number six. You're doing very well here, Steve. You were born for rockbusters. Number six. Greasy on the occasion that it's moist. Slippery when wet? Slippery when wet! Yes. Uh, I think that's Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, yeah. Uh, Number seven. Overpass traversing problematic liquid. Just highway. 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 Shaded area of Earth's satellite. I don't even have a clue of this one, I don't know. No, I'm having a shaded area of Earth's satellite. Is this fucking some bollocks Bowie one? No. Alright, um. Shaded area of Earth's satellite. Definitely, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's dark side of the moon. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Of course it is. Uh, number nine. Coat not necessary. Oh, not necessary. Usually, I can I can tell if he knows it straight away. I don't know. Shirt. <laughs> Coat not necessary. Naked detractions. <laughs> Phil Collins' masterpiece, no jacket required. Uh. And your last one, similar to a maiden. Mm. It's a big selling album. It's also the. It was a single that came from the album. Take your daughter to the slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Iron Maiden in your head, yeah. You? Like a virgin. Oh, bugger. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four, five. I started off so well, didn't I? Six. Six. 
Six. Six on ten. You know what I mean? It's your PB again. You can't seem to break the six. The six barrier. But very good. Yeah, it's under pressure. Solid. You're under pressure because yeah. I'm under pressure to do it quickly, but, yeah, but not too true. quickly. If it were in a pub quiz and it was written down, you'd probably I would maybe have got maybe we've got one or two more. But yeah. cause I'm under pressure to, a to talk, fill in the feel the silence, listen yeah. to you, and entertain. That's true. It's That's tough, like three it? things at once. It's tough being Steve. Yeah, it is. And he's still got six listeners. Yeah. Still got six. How do you get? Nine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll test that one actually on uh, some of our customers. To see if okay. So I think that's that's kind of a universal one. You, mm. They're famous albums. Yeah. All of if them. you've got any passing interest in music, mm. you should be able to do well on that. Anyway, here's your rockbusters. These are just artists or bands. Okay. Uh, last week's, before I do go on to this week's, last week's, number one, Some Guy, Blondie out of Scooby-Doo, Some Guy, was of course Man, Fred, Man. Oh, yes. And Nicholson, Lemon and White, Partying in the Cellar, Basement Jacks. This very week. good, Jez. Very good. Thank you very much. I, I got Basement Jacks, but I didn't get Manfred Mann. Yeah, that was it's quite niche. I was trying to think of like three, like a band with like three names, like yeah. Thingy Bjorn and John or whatever they were called. Sure, but couldn't get there. Didn't get there. Uh, does it frustrate you when people message in like Right Said Fred? Because they've got one part of it, so they they just focus on that. Yeah, they've got the blonde without Scooby Doo, yeah. so it just must be Right Said Fred, even yeah. though the rest of the doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing; it all it's all key. Yeah. As with these ones, number one, really big asthma episode. Really big asthma episode. Asthma. And number two, don't no clues. Number two. Pass Mr. Grossman around. Make sure there's enough for everyone. Pass Mr. Grossman around. Make sure there's enough for everyone. That's Rockbusters. Thank oh, you very much. Nothing's come to mind. Okay. Good. I prefer it when you don't get it straight away. Okay. Because then I know they're too easy. Yeah. <laughs> God, if Steve's getting it. Yeah. Right. It's Hall of Fame time. It's a very special. Oh, hang on. Failed rock star club Hall of Fame. Band or artist who deserve more acclaim. Failed rock star club hall of fame. I promise this band will not be lame. Oh, hang on. Can I just see if I can open the door? It's getting heavy. (laughs) Hall of Fame! Out of the way, Vec. Flipping heck. Him from Jean. He's still at the back talking. <laughs> Point down Rossiter. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now, the guy from Nardal Serve is quite short. He can't <laughs> see over the top of everyone's head. Yeah, that's true. He's standing right behind a Guillemot's guy. Poor bastard. Yeah, he looks like he probably smells a little yeah. bit. Guillemot's guy. So. Anyway, it's the Hall of Fame. Now, let's clarify. <clears throat> because uh, I noticed last one we did, 50 Hertz, somebody, I, don't, I reckon it was the drummer's mum left a comment on uh, underneath saying, oh, the word failed rock star, it sounds too negative. You were amazing, or whatever. You know, she obviously hasn't listened. No, Let's just clarify. Got no idea. The title of this podcast, Failed Rockstar Club, it's all about trying. You're only a failure. Listen to the words. You're only a failure if you don't try. Mm. So there's no, absolutely no shade in being mentioned in this podcast. Okay. Probably big bands have been out this podcast. Well, exactly. Listen to some of them, you'll yeah, know. You'd understand. Yeah. And in the Hall of Fame, we're specifically trying to 
because I, I said this week's, who was going in this week's to my lady wife, and she said, aren't they a bit too big to be put in your, to be, you know, underappreciated? But, but we've got a theory, right? If yeah. the Wombats can play arenas, yeah. why aren't this band? Exactly. Exactly, Steve. And this band, this band. one of our very special... Formed... Yeah, 1995 Ooh. at a house party in Edinburgh. <laughs> Mr. Roddy Woomble, or as I like to say, Womble. Mr. Rod Jones, Mr. Colin Newton are the main ones, mm-hmm. and then extras. But in particular, I'd like to make a special mention to Mr. Alan Stewart. <laughs> yep, your special boy. Yeah, I have. I am of course talking about the Scottish indie rock legends legends Idlewild 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 yeah this is this is very special to us because we were talking about this the other day weren't we saying of all the bands that we've ever loved truly mm-hmm. loved this band have kind of sort of followed our they're like similar age to us so they're kind of their journey in music has followed our journey in life Yes, I've More grown. Than any I've, other. I've grown up in my adult life. Yeah, since I've been eight. I've since I've been eighteen years old. I've loved this band. Mm. And when they were sort of spotty teenagers, we were spotty teenagers, and they they like to jump They're around a little bit older than us, aren't they? Maybe yeah, maybe a couple of years, but mm. there's not much in it. And yeah. so when they were playing like loud, they started off very loud and punky kind yeah. of. <clears throat> they were described. There's that famous enemy review where it said they were like a flight of stairs falling down a flight of stairs or something like that. Mm-hmm just put on a really in, you know crazy live show they were sort of famed for their mm-hmm. chaotic live shows they were lumped in with this post Britpop Brit Rock malarkey yeah. which never really happened because it was a crap name yeah but they were <laughs> lumped in there at the beginning with bands like Three Colours Red and Symposium yeah where are they now exactly they're not playing stadiums with Wombats but it's so mad isn't it to think that listening to their first album and then listening to like more recent stuff yeah which is what I mean They their sound developed and they matured they've grown up as we have with their, with music as well musically grown up but they've still got it in them to rock it out yeah when you see them live now they'll still do some of their rocky ones that's it, it. bloody marvellous and much like us we still still love an old rocker yeah. from time to time <clears throat> but it's more focused on the melody and the, the lyrics and mm. that side of things rather than just making a racket and which is what you when you're first in a band that's all you want to do Mm-hmm. And then so along the lines, you realise, you know, the songs are more important. Yeah, and I think they, because you can really hear the kind of change, right, from the album to album, like mm. how they kind of developed and grow grew. Yeah, it's beautiful because they they sound like the sound the same band, but but different, but developed. Mm. That's how it should be. Yeah, they don't they don't try just repeat they don't repeat themselves, but they don't veer too far away from what you fell in love with in the first place. No, they. Yeah, like even like the solo stuff, like his solo stuff is still like. I, I, I just, I was saying to you when I was mm-hmm. going for one, there's, li- there's, that's not literally, there's barely a one thing I don't like, I don't, mm. I dislike about this band. Pretty much love almost everything about them. Mm. Do you, okay, what was their highest, what chart number did they get for their album? What's the highest charting album? I assume it's the remote part. Mm hmm. And that would have been number eight. Number three. Three? Okay, yep. oh. 
That's a hit. What's what was their highest charting single? I'd say you held the world in your arms, like mm-hmm. number eleven, top ten, nine. Ooh. Was it nine? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's there's not been many bands we've we've we have done that have been had have a top been ten, top yeah. teners. That's true. Because you know when I do this before, you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but they yeah they yeah and that obviously that third album that was their kind of shot at the big time, wasn't it? Was their was their biggest was their breakthrough record mm. probably. And and then the fourth album, we spoke about. We've, I can't remember if we spoke to them about it or we we. I can't well, really, but how the record label kind of pushed them on for the fourth one to kind of try and get yeah, them the to budget, the, the budget even bigger. next level. It didn't quite happen for them, and then they kind of like went back to the drawing board a little bit. <coughs> yeah, which suited them in a way. I got the impression they didn't want to. Yeah. You said you read an interview with them, didn't you? I read a book, like so. Oh, I, it was book. like a sort of man twentieth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary mm-hmm. book. Yep. Written by Roddy, and it sort of followed their story, how they formed, and the journey each each album, the mm-hmm. tours they went on, and essentially what life's like in a sort of medium sized band. Yeah. <laughs> which I found very interesting because you know we had sort of little small sides of that, right. but you know, so they both sides of it, like the success, but also that going on tour with bigger bands and seeing how bigger bands did it. are treated and yeah. how they you know how they did it mm. they sort of seen seen both sides of the of the coin mm. but I think the the shape they're in now I think they're happier than they've well I get the impression happier than they've ever been well, I think Just they sound really as good as they've ever sounded like oh, I haven't seen them live, live for a while but we saw them a couple of three years ago maybe yeah. when they were playing the remote part in order mm-hmm. they sounded great yeah. Like just but really kind of well rounded. Yeah, well rounded, full of sound. Yeah, like they had a violinist who was doing backing yeah. vocals, and then a multi like a guy playing keyboards, but also played a bit of guitar. Yeah, just I think that like the musicianship's on another level than they've yeah. been before. Hmm. It just sounds great. Lots of harmonies. Yeah, it just really suits them. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I saw him again after because you. I think you were ill, and yeah, I saw him on the, saw the tour for. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw them. But we were, we were kind of like, they came. Well, remember when he came? Alan came in. The guitarist came into our into into our shop, and we were like, "Fucking hell!" You were like, "Shit!" So we were actually playing, and they were playing yeah. that night, weren't they? We were yeah. going to see him, and they and he he put us on the guest list. Yeah. So we got to meet meet them, and then we became kind of pally. Yeah. A bit. Well, they would always make an effort to sort of come, come to in the, to see us, come in to see us, and then put us on the guest and list. Guess list we'd, then we'd hang out with them afterwards. Yeah, them a few times, didn't we? Yeah, after it was the shows, a lovely old time. Yeah, and that's a good example, like of seeing like a band like that size in a dressing room after the show. Like they were kind of like all vibed, but it was the same old gubbins, loads of cans of crappy old beer. <laughs> yeah, not as maybe glamorous a, as you'd think. No, in a dirty old little room and a shitty sofa and maybe a bottle of Jack Daniels. But there was not a much difference from that to. From, from their size to what we were doing I guess was it not really but yeah it was yeah it was kind of cool wasn't it it was good fun yeah. and for us as genuine like, you know because it's not very often a fan that you're a band that you're a genuine fan of yeah. you get that sort of access and mm. they were just really nice guys as well which always mm. makes makes a difference and Roddy the singer played in Culture Star a couple of years ago as well we went yeah. to see him there and we hung out afterwards for a bit didn't we yeah just a top top geezer yeah I think we both. I think Roddy's probably in my 
fart. Top five three. men you'd like to sleep with. Yeah. <laughs> like, top three musical heroes. Yeah. He's just because he's super cool as well. Yeah, he's he's never lost he's never lost his cool, has he? That's no. and that's goes a long way. Yeah. Like he's aged really well. Yeah. And he's always he sort of he had that phase where he was like sort of jumping around front yeah. man, but then he became but even I, I remember even when those days he was never a big jumper. He was always quite. No, it was the rest the rest of the band. He was like kind the of chaos the, around him. He was yeah, man in the, the coffin. calm in the storm. Yeah, yeah he was the man, man in the coffin. No, I have I have seen videos where he's sort of head banging, yeah. like giving it stacks and. Mm. But I think yeah, he calmed down the quickest out of all of them. Mm. And then I like that like these days when he'll always sort of take a step back when he's mm. when it's an instrumental break and he yeah. sort of sit, he stands at the side of the yeah, lets the boys do their yeah, bit. let's let's you know the rest of the band yeah. shine. I think that speaks volumes. You got to his fav- character. You got favourite song? Ooh, that's tricky. I know. Well, I'm a big fan of the most recent album, and there's a song on that called Lake Martinez yep. that I really like. That, that's probably what I'd pick at the moment, but it could be you know. El Capitan's always been a mm-hmm. personal favourite. This Big remote part, which yeah, is that's, last song. That's is, a special one for you, isn't yeah, it? All, that's been my top five songs of all time, of ever, yeah. for a long time. This is what I mean. This this is how special this band is to us because yeah. some of their songs are like our favourite. Yeah. Favourite album? Which which album would you pick? Probably remote part. Yeah, I'm old school. You know, you know me. But yeah, I love that album, and I actually listened to Warning. I've been running recently, been listening to a lot of Warning Promises because the song we did at the end of this podcast, which you'll get to hear and enjoy, is off the album. Yep. Don't know why I chose that. Was, that. that was the lead single. Yeah, I don't know why I chose that. Well, you've always, I think you've always been a big advocate of that song's kind of arrangement, haven't you? How it sort of hits you with a. It's quite simple. It just gets in there. It's got, a, yeah. it's got a little bit. It's got a good chorus. There's no, there's not much faffing about with it. Yeah. I remember that song, but I could have chosen anything. I don't know. I just literally. He's talking just about love. Love steals us from loneliness. He's talking about. Yeah. I remember that seeing that on MTV Two at Jamie Brown's yeah. house, <clears throat> and it was. I think it was on. It was heavy rotation on MTV Two. Mm. So that was the single before the album came out, yeah, and when they were single. really getting, they were really getting hyped, really getting pushed. Yeah. That's when the money was going. They recorded that album in LA. Did they? Yeah. So that apparently was a lovely old time. I bet it was <laughs> recording that, yeah. like meeting all these sort of old. Mm. Like you know, heritage musician. I can't remember the names of the people they met, but hanging out with really cool old musicians, old, and famous people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a proper experience. Like they, those are the kind of memories. Like they're at this stage now where they're, you know, they've made a living from music and they still get to do it. Yeah, but they haven't sort of sold their soul. It's kind of the yeah dream situation, really. I'm, yeah, I'm sure lo- in the middle of it when they were to, younger, I'd love to have been in that situation. I think where you've had a nice career, you've got a good loyal fan base, you're able yeah. to create music. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure they've had to go and do other jobs and stuff. The math to have done. Yeah, I can't believe. Well, I'm, I'm like Alan, sure he's Roddy like a roadie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Roddy owns a B and B on a Scottish yeah, he does. island. I'm pretty sure. I- island Mole, I think he lives. I think it's Iona. Is it? I thought it was pretty Mole. sure. Maybe, maybe both. Maybe yeah. Maybe he owns all the Scottish islands. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I know that Alan, the guitarist, was um, guitar teching. Like, yeah. Clap hands say, yeah, I think he did. Did he? I oh. think so. Good for him. Mm, I think, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Well, I imagine he'll be listening, so he'll listen <laughs> yeah. your message. Yeah. Uh, yeah but so yeah, I'm sure like, in, when they were in that stage, like during the like remote part times, they were mm. aiming for bigger. and you yeah. know The record company pressure was there. Yeah. And you wanted more. But I think now, when they look back, I reckon they... Well, certainly from reading the book, it seems like they kind of realised their place in the music world and kind of sat, like, like you were talking about, content with yeah, what they... I think they're, and I'd like to think, and I think they are a well-respected band. Yeah. 
Like they've been around for a long time. They're still yeah, generating and creating good there's music. There's not many bands from that era. There's not many people that they don't get piss taken out of them like in media type circles no. that I know about. Like, well, they know, kept their credibility. Yeah. Never made a real like Duff album. Kept the fan base because it the quality was still there. Yeah. You, th- you think there's bands from that era who are still together in pretty think, much? Yeah, formed in 1995. Yeah. There's not many. There's some maybe that have gone away and then reformed for the sort of the nostalgia cash thing. Yeah. But Embrace. They're another band that have still kept going. Yeah. Yeah, they're sort of similar size, I suppose. Mm. Very loyal, hardcore. Yeah. Following. But just true to themselves, I suppose. That that's the thing. They never. Never sold out. No. So if you're going to say to people then to listen, what album would you say to listen to? Well, I'd say like the remote part is the probably the most accessible, mm. like instant, I guess. But if 100 Broken Windows is probably... Uh, you love that one as well. Yeah. I love that one. It's not a bad... Like, every track could be a single on that yeah. album. I think it's just really, really quality. And then, yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed the last one, which is why. But there's a good live on Spotify, there's a good <coughs> live one as well, which has got a nice mix of all of it. Mm. Like, there's a nice, I think when they play live, they do some of the older ones as well, and there's mm. a nice mixture in there. Yeah. So it might be quite a cool place as well to go to hear them live. I think it was a core core venue. <laughs> but yeah, that was the album before the last one. Yeah. When they toured that one. Yeah, when they toured it. Basically. So I think it's on Spotify, like yeah. a live, live like live them at the, at the core core venue. <laughs> I understand there's going to be an indie disco after this. Yeah. <laughs> Here at the Coco venue. Yeah. If if I sort of crept up behind you... Which that in my ear? Yeah, did the Roddy voice in your yeah, ear. Do you I think like you that. might twitch? Yeah, right. mm. Hello. My name is Bernard, 2001. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Remember once we went with our old boss and she got pissed and, she, and was really uh, embarrassing yeah. at their one of Well, she had a bit of a crush on him, didn't she? Yeah. Like us all. Yeah. But she made hers a bit more obvious. Yeah. We were subtle. We waited 20 years and then did a podcast. <laughs> podcast about it. That's the way to do it. That is, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of this band. Go and, if you haven't... There's probably people who've heard of them. Mm. Like, you held the word in your arms that was, like, on TV a lot and used on FIFA. Yeah, it's probably... The football used, game. It's probably... You'd probably recognise it. Yeah. But I, I bet a lot of people haven't explored yeah, the like, back catalogue. I think that's a good thing, right? Why, if... Why haven't they? Why couldn't they play arenas? Yeah, they could. They probably. Well, that's it. I was trying to think, like, because they're quite arty. Is that what's holding them back? But then a band like REM, who they were often compared to, yeah, did arena tours. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's just they didn't have that one, like R.E.M. had a Losing My Religion or yeah, one they, of Yeah, they didn't have that, that one that kind of sent them stratospheric. Yeah. Snow Patrol level. Yeah. Which is weird, but... <laughs> but, don't know. But yeah, and also what you say, there's like, we used to, we used to like gently rib lyrically, didn't we? Like, there would be lots of like, yeah. like smile without smiling type lyrics. Yeah, that's one of his sort of go-to. His quirks. Yeah. yeah. Exist without... Existing. Existing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used to we used to do that, weren't we? I'm just looking without looking. <laughs> yep. That was an odd old thing. But yeah. you you were saying that you find that endearing. I do now. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it now. Mm. I like it when I hear when I hear him do, do one of those on his songs. I, do, I enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoy it now. And also, I remember before New it was like a New Year's Eve, and I think it must have been El Capitan, and we had it on this randomizer at work. <laughs> And you said if this song plays, it's going to be a, it's, oh yeah, it's going to be a really good year for us next year or something like that for yeah, our band. Yeah, And before if it plays before the end of New Year's <laughs> Eve, yeah, and it wasn't playing, and you're like just starting to like shit your pants and start skipping songs, hoping it would come on. Yeah, don't think it ever did. Yeah. Well, judging by the year we had, after yeah, guess <laughs> yeah. it didn't. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah, a big special place in our heart, and the cover is a couple of takes, I guess. And I yep. cut my finger. Beforehand, yeah, Steve so. had a, a busted finger, so yeah. let's take that into account. Well, you, I'm, I'm sure you'll be listening to it avidly. Um, but yeah, so uh, Idlewild, Idlewild, um, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, oh, I forgot to say the Andy Trap Ross thing. Oh, yeah, bring that up. He, Andy Ross, is also a big part of our life, I guess, wasn't he? Like, in mm. as much as like he signed Blur, he's the man who signed Blur, was like head of food records, mm. signed Idlewild, and yeah, signed Idlewild as well. Yeah. We met him at an inner city thing, yeah. And he only for one only one evening, wasn't he? But he was really pissed. Yeah, he was off his head, and he told us you got to get a chorus in within fifty-five seconds. Within fifty-five seconds, your song. And which we, around the head. Yeah. Which we took as gospel. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for the next two years, that yeah. was that was our rule. Yeah, didn't work. So. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, he's um, he recently passed away. Rest yeah. his soul. But, he, but yeah. everybody spoke, you know, really highly of him. Right? Mm. And you think that's you know that those two bands alone are like massive big part yeah, of our lives. So certainly, our lives wouldn't have been un- been the same without him. So we've got a lot to thank him for. Yeah. So um, Idlewild and Andy Ross, I guess. Yeah. Get in there. Well deserved place. Move over, Gene. Okay. Shall we do the lyrics? Oh, <laughs> that lyric sound weird when you read them out. Yes, they do. This week's song is by Ron Dunker. That's Ron DMC. Yep. And it's called You Be Illin. Oh, oh, rap. Yeah, it's a bit of rap. So a lot of it will rhyme. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of uh, rapping. My theory, Jez, rap has just got a silent C at the front. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, perhaps this will change your mind. One day, when I was chilling in Kentucky Fried chicken how about that for an opening line classic just that in early just mind my business eating food and finger licking jesus (laughs) okay finger licking this dude walked in looking strange and kind of funny went up to the front with a menu and his money he didn't walk straight kind of side to side he asked this old lady yo yo um is this kentucky fried the lady said, yeah, smiled, and he smiled back. He gave a quarter and his order. What? Small is this a song? You saw it in his diary. <laughs> small fry and Big Mac. 
So, sounds like it's not KFC. No. That's McDonald's. You be Illin. Yo, yo, what What you tell that kid? Illin. You be Illin, Illin. You be Illin, Illin. You be Illin, Illin. Illin. No, Illin, you can't. Today, today you want a ticket to see Dr. J. Oh. Front row seat. Dr. Dre? No, no, Dr. J. Different doctors, different needs. Okay. Radio in hand. Snacks by feet. Game's about to start. You kick in popcorn to the beat. You finally wake up. Doc's gone to town. Round his back, through the hoop. Then you scream, touchdown. What? Now that's, I don't know what sport you've gone to see here. because yeah, It sounds like a hybrid of all sorts of yeah. American Touch things. Touchdown, through the hoop. Yeah, I'm not sure this is based on true events. Making me suspicious. The other day, around the way, I seen you Ilin at a party. Now, in that context, I don't know what Ilin means. Ilin. Ilin. What What's the big idea? What do you, what do you take Ilin to mean in this in this context? Uh, the uh, other day, around the way, I seen you Ilin not at a party. Not just chilling. Mm. Just with, a, okay. with a silent C again, like rap. Drunk as a skunk, yeah. you illin. Yeah. Punk, and in your left hand, it's Bacardi. What's in the right you, hand? You went up to this. <laughs> perhaps we'll find out. We, you went up to this fly girl and said, "Yo, yo, can I get this dance?" She smelled your breath, and then she left you standing in your illin stance. Yeah, chilling starts. Yeah, it's, yeah. You, you substitute it for chilling. It's happened to me okay. a few times. Smell okay. my breath, and then <laughs> for dinner, you ate it. There was none left. It was salty, with butter, and it was deaf. That's oh. deaf. D E F. Don't know what that means either. You proceeded to eat it because you was in the mood, but Holmes, you did not read. It was a can of dog food. There you go. Jeez. Problem, and I want you to have bad no. breath. <laughs> I I do not. Maybe I'd need to see the video to understand this song, but I don't know what they're talking about. No, it's absolutely copying it. And then the outro simply says, "Yo, I know you ain't talking to me, Ilin. Man, <laughs> man, you ain't saying nothing, Ilin. Il, Ilin, man, why don't you drop this beat? Talking about my moms. Talking about my moms. My mom. Moms. Moms. M O M. That's yeah. M O M S. That's Ron DMC's You Be Illin. Illin. <laughs> okay, well. So, if anyone's got any idea what the fuck that's about, about, please I let us know. You've been ch- it's got to be chilling, isn't it? You've been like standing in a chilling position. You be Illin. Illin. Ill communication. I mean, in the 80s, I think that was a word often used in uh, hip hop. Well, we're going to put it into Google to find that out. What does Ilin mean? Ilin. <laughs> yeah. Run, D- Run DMC, you be Ilin. Explanation, that's what I'll do. Okay. Right, well, let's leave... Uh, won't you leave us with some wisdom? Some this caged is, wisdom. I've actually see, I've got my book out. Look, I've got my reading book out for this. This is some serious shit. Look. High performance lessons from the best on be- becoming your be- best. By Jake Humphrey. <laughs> Forward by Duncan Goodhue, so... <laughs> I- Lots of interesting bits in it, and lots of bits of Sam Alan Partridge. But mm. the bit that I thought was quite interesting this time, and I, I don't often read aloud. No, that's true. But I just thought you've got a lovely reading voice. Perhaps you should. 
Um, it's sport related again. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Ferguson, Manchester United's Alex Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Answer the big why. When he was manager of Manchester United, Alex Ferguson would often recount a story about three men who, who were laying bricks. Each was asked what he was doing. The first said, I'm laying bricks. The second said, earning £10 an hour. And the third said, I'm building a cathedral and one day I'll bring my kids back here and tell them about that their dad contributed to this magnificent building. Ferguson told his players that they could, that they could apply these three approaches to their training sessions. Why were they playing for Manchester United, he asked. Some players might answer, I'm just practising. Others would say, I'm earning £1,000 an hour. The third group would say, I'm helping to build the best Man United team ever and I'll be proud to tell my grandchildren I was part of this. Interesting. So basically, the reason I chose this is because I thought it was just a really good way of perspective and looking at what you were doing. That it's really easy just to be like, oh, I'm just doing... I'm going to pick something at random here, right? Um going for a run right okay i'm just going for a run or i'm trying to run two miles today or i'm trying to build myself up to be fitter to be happier to be more productive (laughs) um to to be a better more agile dad for my kids I guess that's kind of like it's not literally off the top of my head but the idea is that how you look at how you do things you could look at it like really small like literally just the object or understand the reasons why you do mm. the kind of mundane tasks in it's life the, it's the bigger picture thing really yeah. isn't it yeah like, so the idea is like I'm just laying bricks or I'm just earning £10 an hour or, mm. or I'm, try, I'm contributing towards this cathedral which one day I can look back on and say oh, I was part of this I just thought it was quite an interesting way of looking at anything you do in life right doing this podcast you could be like I'm trying to build something I'm just recording a podcast or I'm just whiling away an hour with my friend or I'm trying to create something that people might look back on this in years to come and enjoy and could be able to say they definitely will yeah be able to say that that made a difference to my life or it was an important hour to my life whatever it might be and it's like the idea of perception and how you do whatever task you're doing right I don't know say you work in Ed Patel works in the hospital right for NHS you could just how you look at that and how yeah. you you can get stuck in the daily grind of it can't you yeah. and forget about why why you do what you do yeah. or you know what it means to other people and, and the longer bigger picture yeah. of what you're doing what you're doing yeah. and why you are doing it and what it might mean in mm-hmm. the future and the kind of the building blocks you're building so like for example you know May United it's like I'm trying to build a team that I can look back on a winning team that it's going to be a flat, that team of the 90s right, is a really good example they'll probably look back on that and be like wow that was that's legacy I guess yeah all those little, you know, the, how hard they worked then that seemed like a massive pain in the arse and kind of, oh, I've got to get up for training again. Yeah. Seemed like such a grind at the time. Yeah. Now you can look back on it with that perspective. I think it's I like, achieved something amazing. I yeah. speak about sometimes with um, Sally, who we work with, like about that and like, like building a house, right? Her husband is a builder. And like, you could look at it like I'm just earning money for my family, which you are. But also, I like the idea that. Perhaps you could be driving past your grandkids and be like, "I built that house." I built that, yeah, you know what I mean. That must or, be a great feeling. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know, but that's my perspective, I guess, isn't it? It's like yeah. how you look at it. Like if you're in the middle of it, you might not see it like that. But if you're able to kind of 
just create that mindset. I don't know, but I just like mm. to create that mindset. And I like the idea of like with maybe what we're doing here as well. Just thought it's like yeah. it's easy sometimes to get caught up in the get daily. Get caught on the daily grind, but really go, what are you what are you doing this for? Because mm. you're making a really positive influence on these young people that maybe in fifteen years time they'll look back and go, Yeah. You know what Jess said to me one day? Yeah. I've took that on board and I've used that in my life. Yeah. You might I might not see it and they might not see it at the yeah. moment, but Yeah, you're building some, you're building yeah. a cathedral, perhaps. I don't know, but it's like I just thought it was an interesting way of looking at it. And like someone like Ferg, Alex, no, Sir Alex Ferguson that is like a um you know, what he's done in this world and like how he used that as a story apparently. That's it, and having the presence presence of mind to remind yourself of yeah. that like if you are doing a mundane task. Yeah. Yeah. Think, thinking about it at that point. Thinking about what it actually means. Yeah. Because it is easy to do and I think that's the point, right? You could just be like taking it for granted, like I'm just yeah. laying brick. But you actually you actually generally think about the bigger picture culturally, about what mm. that means. Family as well. I think there's loads of different way loads of different ways you could apply that, totally. you know. I'm yeah, just going like, for how you kids. how yeah how you kind of active you are with your kids. Like yeah. if you're you're shaping your kids' memories yeah, yeah. for their future, exactly. and you're teaching them something that maybe you, they'll be able to tell their grand their, when their grandparents. Yeah, it can feel like a pain in the ass to read them a story every night before bed, but yeah. it, you know they'll one day look back and go, oh, "God, I had a nice yeah. childhood compared and to some people." I'm, yeah, and I'm using those experiences to they were so positive for me to learn to do them with my children yeah. like, and the positive experience that yeah. you've kind of created mm. in the world I guess yeah so you go people that's uh, the wisdom of Jake Humphrey <laughs> thought we'd ever be saying that yeah but uh, that a, that's a lovely point and a lovely way to lead us in to a song yeah. from one of our favourite bands I'd world love steals us from loneliness that's right happy birthday have a, have a lovely week everyone
said something, you said something stupid like Love won't shield us from loneliness Happy birthday Oh, you know.